Before we get today's episode started, I would like to give a special thanks to Connor Brown of the Rowan Radio Sports Department, Chris Panner of Rowan University Athletic Communications, as well as Bridget Guinan from Rowan Field Hockey and Emma DeMays of the Rowan Women's Soccer Team for helping make today's show possible. Cue the intro. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents the Rowan Sports Review, a weekly program that brings you up to date on all the exciting news of Rowan University Athletics, including recaps and highlights, player and coach interviews, and a preview of upcoming games. And now, here's your host, Rowan Radio Sports Director, Danny Ryan. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You're tuned in to the Rowan Sports Review right here on RowanRadio.com Channel 2. I'm your host, Danny Ryan, bringing you the latest news from around the Rowan University athletic sports world in just the second Rowan Sports Review of the fall 2022 semester. In today's episode, we'll hear from Bridget Guinan of Rowan Field Hockey and Emma DeMays from the women's soccer team here at Rowan University. And before we get to Bridget's interview with Connor Brown to start off the show, I want to quickly debrief the latest results and games for the Rowan field hockey team leading into this week. So Connor did interview Bridget last week ahead of their matchup against Cabrini College. So in that interview hadn't quite happened yet, but they have played in that one. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But starting off with their game on Wednesday, the 21st of September, the Profs field hockey team dismantled the Arcadia University Knights, winning this one 7-1. to Julia Patron, the team's leading goal scorer with 11 goals on the season, picked up three in this one, leading the Brown and Gold to an easy 7-1 victory. Just two nights later, on the 23rd night of September, the Profs came back to Glassboro on Friday for a matchup with Cabrini, as I mentioned, riding the road momentum to a 5-2 victory at home. You'll hear Bridget Guinan speak on Christina Castagnola towards the end of her interview with Connor Brown, but in this one, Christina Castagnola picked up two goals as Castagnola and Patron continue to produce for this prof squad, tallying three of the prof's five goals in their win at home over Cabrini. This win brings Rowan to an elite 8-0 on the year, riding into conference play undefeated. And last but certainly not least, Rowan hosted another matchup in the borough as Alvernia came to town, shut out by the profs by a final score of 3 to nothing. It was a true team effort in this one as Christina Castagnola, Liz Fox, and Vanessa Didinazzo all tallied a goal in this one, improving to 9-0 on the season. Originally, the field hockey team was set to face off against TCNJ Saturday evening, but that has since been rescheduled due to ongoing weather conditions in the area to Monday, October 3rd at 7 p.m. still at Coach Richard Wacker Stadium. So just a bit of a scheduling change that will not only affect the field hockey team here at Rowan University, but the men's and women's soccer team as well. And we'll touch on that a little bit more when we get to Emma DeMaze's interview later on in the show. Now, without further ado, here is Connor Brown's interview with Rowan Field Hockey midfielder and third leading goal scorer for the Profs, Bridget Guinan. On this week's edition of the Rowan Sports Review, I'm joined by field hockey star Bridget Guinan, who's also a co-captain for the number two ranked team in the nation currently. So uh, how's it going? You're just coming from practice. You guys have a good good day of practice. What did you guys work on? Um, it's good. We just went over the same thing. We get into a routine throughout the season, and this is like our, since we have a game tomorrow, we do like pretty much the same thing, keeps everybody on track and just going smoothly. So is it, is it just kind of like some more light stuff, kind of mental, you know, going over plays and stuff like that? 
Yeah, I would say the day before game, it's a lot more mental, mentally preparing. We work on defensive corners, uh, so we're prepared for those. And then just like more of the smaller things throughout the game. And uh, you you know you mentioned you had a game, have a game tomorrow. You guys had a game yesterday. You, you beat the you know off of uh, Arcadia seven to one, and then the game prior to seven to one against Haverford, and uh, you you had a hat trick in that in that game against Haverford, and I, I watched some of it. All of them were you know on corners from about ten yards out. You know, just talk to me about that that uh, that hat trick against Haverford. Um, I mean, the team was playing really well together, and we were able to get a bunch of corners. So as you said, they, all three of them ended up coming off of corners, and we just executed the corners how we were supposed to, and they turned out well. And I mean, not exactly, almost all of them were like 15 yards out. Do you prefer shooting off a corner? Do you feel more comfortable, or do you like shooting off a live play? Um, I would say they're very different, uh, but I think it's more fun shooting off corners. How are they different? On corners, there's only four defenders back there and then the goalie, and mm-hmm. everyone else is still running back. So you kind of have more options because you have more offenders in the circle than defenders. So you can run more plays and do more like fun things like that, whereas a live play, you just kind of have to work with what you got. Oh, okay. So that's a lo- so it's like improvisation when it's like yeah, live yeah. and stuff like that. You know, I, I get that. So you guys are obviously nationally ranked right now. Uh, number two in uh, you know D three field hockey. Could you just tell me how it feels to be on a team that's rec- you know nationally recognized? Um, it feels really great. I mean, we've put in a lot of work throughout the off season and this whole preseason and the whole year up to this point. So I feel like we deserve that ranking, but we still have to prove ourselves. And that ranking really only matters at the end of the year if we actually get to there. That, that is true. And only seven games in. I mean, you guys are. 7-0, and definitely off to the right start. Uh, tell me, you know, what, what's something about this year's team that has surprised you, whether that's, you know, individuals or just certain things that you guys are doing well in that you thought you might not do so well in? I would say a lot of the younger girls, like freshmen, have surprised me because overall we're a very upper-class heavy team. We've had a lot of girls take their fifth year, and so we have a lot of, like, seniors. But um, a lot of the freshmen have come in and they're getting a lot of playing time and they're performing really well, which I wasn't initially expecting because we have so many returners. Yeah, I mean, you've been been on the squad since 2018 and now you're a co-captain. And, you know, th- this can be your last season, right? Yeah. I, I just get so confused now with COVID yeah. and you, know, you never know. But, you know, what does it mean to be co-captain of, of, you know, the field hockey team? I would say, I don't know, I feel pretty honored, especially team that like works this hard and gets this far uh, in the postseason and just I don't know we're a very well-rounded well-rounded and respected team so it's an honor. And the Haverford game when you had a hat trick that was, that was your fourth so far in your career. I kind of went back and I was kind of looking at some of your stats and last year there was definitely a little bit of a dip in uh, you know goal production but you obviously led the team in assist too so it obviously wasn't that you weren't playing well or not you know not playing. What role did you have last year, and has that role changed any bit going into this year? Uh, so, yeah, I originally was a forward, so I was right next to the goal, tapping in the goals, and I would get the stats, but not doing necessarily the bulk of the hard work. But then last year, I transitioned back to midfield, and that's where I'm at again this year. So. I wasn't scoring as many goals, but I was doing more of like the dirty work in the middle that you don't see on the stats. But 
I mean, that, that, that's probably the most important part and probably plays a role in why you were named, you know, co-captain. So, I mean, do you, do you just like playing midi a lot better? Do you feel more comfortable or is, do, do you feel more comfortable playing forward? Um, well, I've played forward pretty much all up until last year, so I felt really good. Wow, so, so all, all your life, that was your first year playing midi? Yeah. Wow. So that was, I felt pretty comfortable there, but um, I'm actually really starting to like mid. I feel like I have more freedom to move around the field and do things. I'm not just kind of isolated in one like corner. Yeah, I mean, that, that's very impressive to play a position your whole life and then you get to college, you know, where you're playing at a very high level and then you're able to, you know, change positions like that. What, what, what was the toughest part about that? Um, I would say the toughest part was adding in more of like my defensive play. Uh, as a forward, I was really just kind of like tackling back after losing the ball or something. And as a mid, I'm more so like getting back towards the defensive circle and like marking people. So that was a little bit of an adjustment. But as our coach, Michelle Andre, always says, she says, you're a field hockey player. No one has a position. Uh, that's, that's pretty funny. And she, she picked up her 100th win the other day. Yeah. What, was it in the Haverford game? I, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, congrats to coach on that. All right. So obviously so far early on in the season, you guys have only played seven games. Um we haven't gotten a chance to talk with anyone, you know, the station to uh, field hockey. And definitely one of the major storylines coming out is beating Johns Hopkins early in the season after, you know, last season losing to them in a, in a tough game. And, uh, I mean, this year's game was close again. Take me through that game. You know, what, what was it like? Was there a lot of ups and downs? Was did, did you feel like this one could slip out of hand? We could lose this one? Or were you guys confident? Um, I would say for that game, we had a lot of energy going in because we knew it was a big game. We were three. They were two at the time. And um, it was a very back-and-forth game. No one really seemed to dominate the field most of the time, but I honestly felt very comfortable most of the game. Like, we weren't – I wasn't, like, super nervous like I am some games that we were going to score. Like, I felt like we were still going to win even though we didn't, like, dominate the play. So uh, you got Cabrini University tomorrow coming in 7-1, and one, including beating TCNJ 2-1 to one in overtime. And at the time, TCNJ was the 11th ranked team in the country. What's the game plan for the Cabrini matchup tomorrow? Um, pretty much just come out just like we always do. You can't take any games lightly. You have to play like it's the championship game every game. You can't let a game just roll over and a team take advantage of you. And Cabrini's a good team. And if we don't come out right away and put them down, then they're going to do that. So last season, your guys' season came to an end in the uh, the semifinals of the D3 field hockey tournament, right? Yeah. And that was uh, to Middlebury College, who now you're ranked right below uh, this early in the season. Is is that even a team that's on your mind right now, or are you guys just focused on the you know your next opponent? Uh, I mean, in the back of our minds, Middlebury's always there because my freshman year we also lost to them in the national semifinal and then the same thing happened last year and they went on to win the whole thing both years so they're always like a lingering lingering in the back of our minds but like when the games come we don't think about them we're just really taking it one day at a time who's someone on your team that you you know going into the game they're, they're gonna bring some type of um you know intensity or you know, play with a chip on their shoulder. Who, who's someone that, you know, you can rely game in, game out to just give their all out? Um, I would say Christina Casagnola. She's one of our, like, most reliable players. She plays center mid, and 
she's just always in there. She's super feisty, aggressive. Like, you're never going to have to second guess that she's giving you her all. So obviously, I'm, you know, Kai getting ahead of myself here uh, with, you know, the NCAAs and all that. But to, to kind of stay on topic, uh, Rowan is obviously hosting the, the semifinals and, and the championship finals of the, uh, you know, the field hockey playoffs this year. You know, I'm not asking you to make any type of predictions or anything like that. But to finish out your career, a national championship in Glassboro, I mean, how much more storybook could that be? I know. I mean, that would kind of be like the overall dream, like picture perfect. So that's really our goal for this season. Is, is that something, you know, you guys bring up as a, uh, a, a motivator or is it, is it something that you guys don't even like to talk about? Um, we don't really talk about it much, but I'd say the beginning of the year, coach brought it up and we all just agreed, like, we can't watch somebody else win it on our field. All right, so um, what, t- what time is your game tomorrow? Uh, 6 p.m. All right, so you guys will be traveling to Cabrini University to take on Cabrini at, at 6 p.m. Bridget, I had a great time today. Thank you so much for stopping by the studio, and I hope you enjoyed your time. Thank you so much for having me. Once again, that was our very own Connor Brown with senior midfielder and a member of the Rowan Field Hockey team since 2018, Bridget Guinan. Once again, you can catch the Rowan Field Hockey team in action this upcoming Monday at 7 p.m. at Coach Richard Wacker Stadium here in Glassboro, New Jersey. Before we take a quick step off here on the Rowan Sports Review, let's take a look at the NJAC standings for D3 field hockey, along with what key conference matchups are looming for the profs. With the first conference games of the year just around the corner, your Rowan profs sit atop of the NJAC with the best overall record at 9-0. Kane University and Ramapo College sit right behind them at 8-1 and 7-2 respectively. Including their matchup against TCNJ on Monday, Rowan Field Hockey will be hit with conference games in bulk, with six of their final nine games on the year against NJAC opponents. Buckle up, field hockey fans. This team has the talent, and they will cause problems in the NJAC all season long. With that being said, we'll head to break right here on the Rowan Sports Review, but don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we have Connor Brown's exclusive interview with sophomore women's soccer player Emma DeMays right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Tune in to Rowan Radio every Saturday afternoon from 5 to 8 p.m. for the Icon Rock Show with the Icon himself, Gary D. Enjoy the very best classic and hard rock from Aerosmith to Black Sabbath. Rolling Stones, and more. Crank up the volume for the Icon Rock Show every Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. Only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Also online at rowanradio.com. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A Teenager. Learning the Lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, 
rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Wake up with Rowan Radio for the Early Bird Special. Every weekday starting at 7 a.m., our hosts will help you get through your morning with entertaining stories and special giveaways, plus news, weather, traffic, and, of course, the music that matters. Start your day off right with the Early Bird Special every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m., only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, also online at rowanradio.com. All right, you're back here on the Rowan Sports Review, the second episode of the fall 2022 semester. And ahead of Connor's interview with Emma DeMaze, let's provide a little context on the 2022 women's soccer team so far. Like many teams here at Rowan, they're very good, so good that they have yet to lose a game on the season, just like the field hockey team, as they currently sit at 6-0-2 ahead of their Tuesday matchup versus TCNJ. Their matchup on Tuesday against TCNJ will be their third conference matchup of the season. Currently, the Profs are also undefeated in NJAC play at 2-0 after taking down Kane University and NJCU 4-0 in both games this past week. DeMaze, a center back for the women's soccer team, has started in all eight games as just a sophomore this season for the Profs. With DeMaze and company protecting towards midfield, starting goalie Callista Burke has had the luxury of two shutout performances in the team's first two conference games this week. Now, without further ado, here is Connor Brown's interview with sophomore back of the Rowan University women's soccer team, Emma DeMaze. Take it away, Connor. For this week's edition of the Rowan Sports Review, I am joined with Rowan women's soccer star, Emma DeMaze. Emma, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm great. Um, th- thanks for coming down today. You guys have just been just awesome this year, especially on the defensive end. And, th- and that's why I wanted to bring you in today, because there's so many players that I could have talked to. But really the defense so far this year for you guys has been kind of the, the staple of this team. Yeah, I think Rowan's always been a big defensive team. So having a strong back line is always important. And we've gotten really close. So I think that we've connected really good on the back line. And that's what's making us be so good. Honestly, probably the most impressive part, I was kind of looking through some stats. And uh, you guys are first in the end, Jack, with only allowing three goals, but also last in save attempts which means that you guys like aren't even allowing the team's attack to really have many opportunities. Yeah, we've worked well together and we've figured out how um, we figured out our defensive shape. So that's good in pressing the ball and covering and we'll do anything to avoid any shots on goal, even though I trust our keeper more than anything to make that save, but definitely want to avoid those situations. Uh, you know, last year was it was Bristol Pizzuto. She was really good, but now... Calista Burke steps into goal, and she's only allowed two goals so far this season. So what has been that that transition from Pizzuto to Burke? It definitely is a big step, just Bristol being so present last year and just playing so much with her and being used to her behind me. But I think Calissa has done an amazing job stepping up, and I really trust her behind me, and she does a great job communicating to the whole team and the back line especially. Last year's leading goal scorer in Sheehan also graduated last year. So kind of tell me how, how this team has changed with her, with her leaving. So overall, we lost a lot of players in their starting lineup. And I think the freshmen and a lot of other players have done a great job stepping up into that position as well. And even though we don't have like a 
very dominant goal scorer. I think a lot of the forwards and offenders are doing a great job, like getting the ball in the back of the net. Um, yeah, so you, you kind of brought up, you know, some freshmen step, stepping up. Olivia Giordano won NJAC Freshman of the Week this week, and she's been quite impressive this year. She has five goals so far. Just kind of, just tell me how impressive she's been, not only in games, but, you know, off the field and in practice. She's been awesome. She's also, she's a great person also off the field as well. And I just love all our freshmen. I think they're all great people, and they've made this season so enjoyable. And Olivia Giordano has done an amazing job at our um, at our offensive end and really has stepped up and keeps putting the ball in the back of the net, and I love her for it. And, I mean, her sister, too, has been has been great, too. You know, Juliana at, at the midfield. And, uh, that, I mean, that, that's just quite the uh, – the combo, you know, the freshman combo to yeah. be two sisters and just kind of making an impact like that. Yeah, whenever they're on the same side, they have some telepathy going on and they just know exactly where they're going to be and they work amazing together. Do you, do you guys ever get them like mixed up or anything in practice? Do you guys have specific names for them to point them out? Or It took us a while to get it down, but they do have different colored cleats, which helps. And also... They have, like, nicknames that we go by, like Lou and Jay, and I don't even know them as, like, their real names anymore. Like, it's just, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, last in last year's matchup against Rutgers Newark, you had a, uh, a goal on a PK. Take me through what, what it's like taking those PKs and kind of being in charge of something that's really high pressure. So, actually, last year for the Rutgers Newark game, I found out that I've forgotten my cleats as we stepped onto Rutgers Newark's campus so I actually had to wear someone else's cleats which were two sizes too small and that made me a little nervous for the game so the second that I stepped up to take the PK I was a little nervous but just being a freshman I felt like there wasn't as much pressure on me because it was my first year it really was just like having fun like and I knew I did have to do it for the team but I wasn't really like I wouldn't wasn't letting the stress get to me. So is that something you've kind of been doing even in high school being a, you know, taking those penalty kicks or is this something that's kind of new to you? So I didn't expect to be the penalty kick taker. We, our first game last year, I was playing and all of a sudden we had a PK and my coach just told me to take it. And I was like, why, why me? Like we had never practiced PKs before, but I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then I made it. And then after that I had taken the rest of them. I mean that that's pretty awesome because yeah. you know you know you've told me so far one your first PK your your first collegiate goal your coach has told you, you know, just get up there take that PK yeah. and the other one you kicked a PK with cleats that were two sizes too small so <laughs> that, that, that that's pretty impressive. <laughs> you know October is definitely gonna be a, a very tough month as you have some really really tough opponents coming up including Montclair State, TCNJ. It doesn't even have to be either one of them or it could be you know a certain player. Who are you? Most looking forward to playing again this year? I'm I'm most looking forward to playing TCNJ again, definitely, to get that little revenge because I feel like we did deserve that so much last year in that NJAC final, and we worked so hard, and it really is a shame that we lost in PKs, but I really think that we're coming back stronger this year, and each day we're getting better. I'm really excited for what's to come. Um, I, I get to cover men's soccer for the wet, and I've called a couple, couple of your games on the radio. I see a style of play that's very similar, and I'm curious if, if, if you see that too as a player. 
We do play very similar. I honestly don't know why. I think we're both very defensive teams. But um, we are also both very young teams. I know that they lost basically their whole starting lineup, and Mm -hmm. there are mostly freshmen or transfers starting for them. So I think we're both, like, trying to rebuild. You guys have scored 26 goals so far this year and have only allowed three. You know, obviously you're not going to keep up that type of pace, but can you – can you keep up this kind of, like, defensive dominance? I think so, too. Because, again, like, we are getting better every single day, and we're working on our communication, which is huge at defense. And we're working hard, and I don't want that the goals against to go up any further. Who's someone on the team? You know, you, you might be having a tough day or it's a tough practice, but, you know, afterwards that, you know, she, she's going to make you laugh. I genuinely don't think I could name just one person. I think we all just do a great job picking each other up. Like if you see someone's down, they all like someone you can guarantee that someone will bring them up and we're all just like laughing at practice. And I think a big thing this year is like we're having fun and we're doing a good job at it. Like we're winning, so it's working. So you guys don't have any like Russell Wilson's, you know, kind of like a, a corny teammate, but you you all love her, so it's like it's kind of like endearing. We got a few of those. Definitely uh, Leanna Sam Fleece is kind of goofy sometimes. So Sam Gersick. I think they all do a good job of bringing others up. Uh, you know, are, are there any other freshmen that you want to, you know, talk about that have really stepped into a role? I think Leanna has stepped in a huge role this year. She is um, the center attacking mid, so that's a big position on the field. They're really the playmaker of the field. And she's a freshman, so she's very coachable, and she's still working on some things, but she's going to be a big player this year. I think one one of the weeks she did get Rookie of the Week, which was well-deserved. Um, well, Emma, I really appreciate your time here today, and uh, you know, I would say good luck on Saturday, but uh, obviously <laughs> that was postponed, so good luck in your next game. Thank you so much. Once again, that was Connor Brown with Rowan sophomore defender Emma DeMays right here on the second episode of the Rowan Sports Review for the fall semester here in 2022. I have to give a huge shout out to Connor Brown, the man with the plan, for conducting both of these interviews with Bridget and Emma. For those of you out there currently listening, we would like to make interviews with Rowan athletes a staple here on the Rowan Sports Review. So if there is an athlete that you would like to see myself, Connor, or other members of the sports department interview, Please don't hesitate to send Rowan Radio Sports a direct message on Twitter with your athlete request at WGLS Sports once again on Twitter. And please don't hesitate to also send any questions or comments you may have on the show this semester our way by reaching out via Rowan Radio Sports on Twitter or my personal Twitter, Danny Rye 2 That's D-A-N-N-R-Y-0-2. Well, it looks like that is all the time I have for today on the Rowan Sports Review. Make sure to tune in every Friday at 4.30 p.m. to RowanRadio.com Channel 2 for new episodes of the Rowan Sports Review. And if you can't catch the live show at 4.30 on Fridays, don't worry, as you can find a podcasted version by searching Rowan Radio Sports wherever you find your content. Also, for an idea of our coverage schedule, you can tune in right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM on Tuesday at 6 p.m. for the women's soccer game against TCNJ. We'll have live play-by-play coverage right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 or RowanRadio.com Channel 1. Make sure to tune into that game and make sure to also tune in tomorrow at 12 p.m. Kickoff starting at 1 for Rowan University football as they get set to face off against the Christopher Newport University captains. Due to Hurricane Ian, we will not be 
traveling to Christopher Newport for the game, instead calling it from the WGLS-FM studios. But still, pregame coverage starting at 12 p.m., kickoff at 1 p.m. Make sure to tune in right here to Rowan Radio Channel 1 for live play-by-play coverage of Rowan University football with myself and the man you heard from this entire episode, Connor Brown. Don't go anywhere. Offsides coming up right after this with Daniel Ryan, Nick Rizzo, Nick Carlson, and Joshua Counts. Thank you all so much for tuning in right here on the Rowan Sports Review. And once again, a special thank you to Connor Brown, Chris Panzer, along with Bridget Guinan of Rowan Field Hockey and Emma DeMaze of Rowan Women's Soccer. Have a great weekend and stay safe, everyone. You've been listening to the Rowan Sports Review on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Be sure to tune in next Friday at 4.30 p.m. right here on RowanRadio.com Channel 2 for more recaps, interviews, and previews of upcoming Rowan University games on your home for Rowan Prof Sports. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.